morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. Um, I hope you're well. You know, I hope you're really well wherever you are. I hope all's well with you and yours. If you're lived in, if you're living in Lagos or in Nigeria, I hope you're safe where you are. I pray that God will continue to protect you and yours. And that the peace of God that passes all understanding will reign in our hearts, in our lives, in our societies, in our communities. And that God himself will begin a new thing and begin to enthrone the rule and the reign of righteousness, of peace and joy and um, his justice as well, you know, over our nation, over our societies, over our communities. And that his godly principles will begin to take hold in the way in which we perceive and interpret situations and things in Jesus' name, and that God will raise voices, voices that will speak forth His truth, stand up for His principles, and influence our societies and communities um, for good and unto His purpose in Jesus' name. Amen. So, the title of today's um, episode is Righteousness and Justice. I could actually just have called it Justice Alone. Maybe I may end up just calling it justice, but I think righteousness and justice goes together because righteousness is really about doing things about, you know, there's the nature of righteousness, there's the conduct of righteousness, there's the nature of righteousness that we get from God, and then, you know, there's the conduct that goes with that. But I think justice is very much that thing that everybody can, you know, everybody can do, you know, so it sort of goes together, but, you know, there are separate things as well. So, um, I will be speaking on that today in the context of things that have been going on in my home nation, you know, and I think I'll be, like I always say, my musings are a reflection of whatever it is that is happening in my world at that time. It's very much personal. It's me having my personal Bible study with everyone and, you know, just recording it for posterity as well. You know, I've always said that this Musings for Jesus is a podcast about faith, life, and love in the context of scripture and trying to make sense of the word of God in the light of modern contemporary ongoing events so definitely with the sort of turmoil social political turmoil that has been going on in my country for the past two weeks and with a massive build up over the last five days from the 20th till today there is no way I can be musing about life and not talk about what is top of mind and conversation right now in the country in our lives in our communities it's it's just you know really overwhelming and um yeah so um, i am grateful to god that i started this musing um months ago because like i said i also said this yesterday when we talked about um um, was it yesterday because it's it's hard not to show to say anyway when we episode yesterday um and i i talked about the fact that the fact that i have been reading a lot of scripture and meditating and musing on what God's standard is and you know really get into that awareness of the fact that for a very long time the sort of word study that has been going on both at the, at the personal level and at a collective level has really not has just been so focused on all the wrong things focused on you know really you know just really drawn attention away from the basic principles of Christianity so I have been re- reminding myself returning repenting and I think that has put me in good stead for where I am right now because honestly, with the level of 
I don't want to say gaslighting, propaganda, and all kinds of crazy perspectives being shared, you know, both on social media, some state-sponsored, you know, some, you know, influencer-driven, you know, it, it would have been, it may have been tough for me to sort of like discern between right and wrong, but now it's very clear to me because I have, I have enough scripture in my mind I have also, God has led me on a journey and is leading me on a journey that has made it very clear to me, you know, the difference between right and wrong, good and evil, and it's, it's, whether it benefits me or not is immaterial, you know, it's really about God's standard, so it's the standard of God that I will be using, also I have been using to interpret all that's going on around me, and it's really, really helping, and this is why I think more than ever, I am grateful that I am a child of God, grateful for the word of God in the scripture. I'm grateful for the Holy Spirit that helps me to understand things, helps me in my study of the Bible and brings the word alive to me because that then can be a steadfast anchor. I think the world or life generally makes sense only when there are principles that we can stand by. If all we do is we have there are no principles today, you know, this is right because I did it tomorrow it is wrong because someone else did it that is a very disorderly society and honestly i don't think it's a place i would want to live in you know it's not my ideal at all and i don't think that as a christian i'm supposed to um be comfortable in that kind of system i think and i'm not saying the option is therefore to leave i mean the option is therefore to stand up for what is right and to speak up and to pray as well if that is what God leads you to do but a willful acceptance or even being confused about what is right or wrong I don't think that's not acceptable at least from let me speak for myself from my perspective and what I see and it's it's really new from the quality of the conversation going on around when we are debating things like justice when justice is not a given, I, I think what has happened is that it has exposed the the nature of the society that we live in, the nature of the value system that majority of us have, and cutting across religions. This is not about you know, even Christians are confused about godly principles around peace, around justice. People do not realize that God is a just God. And that the principles of justice were not created by human beings. It was the God that created everything that we see, that we feel, that we know. He's the one that established those principles. The reason why it is all over the world, all over the planet, it is wrong to steal, is because of the godly principles and conscience that he has embedded in man. We are created in his image and his likeness. Why there are laws in every society against stealing, against killing, against taking what does not belong to you. All those things, they came from the God, the creator God. But when a society gets to the point where even justice is negotiable, there's a fundamental problem. When you get to a society where those speaking up for justice become the enemies the people, in quotes, and the state. There is a major problem. 
and even worse is if people or who are children of God or leaders in faith circles are also confused about the principles, godly principles or God's perspective around justice. There are two things that God, Jesus commanded us. Love God with all our heart and soul and love thy neighbor as thyself. It seems so simple but it's the most difficult thing in the world because what I see prevalent in my environment, in this environment is that different strokes for different folks. No, with the, It's okay when it's other people but when it's me and my family, that's when I want justice to be done. It's not God's standard. It's not God's way. So today we're going to be musing about righteousness and justice. Thank you for joining me. scripture psalm 89 verse 14 it says righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne steadfast love and faithfulness go before you so this is um, the book of psalms saying that um, righteousness and justice are the foundation of god's throne and steadfast love and faithfulness go before the lord and i think this makes sense and honestly in the scriptures I've been reading over the past few days around justice, around peace, it just makes me love God more because, you know, God is the most high God. He could have thought, he could have chosen to be the kind of God that gives special privilege to people based on hierarchy, based on position. But, you know, it's amazing that the God that has all the power is also the one that has all the mercy. He's also the one that is protecting, you know, the rights of, of the um, of the underprivileged is the one that enforces and enthrones justice. So it says righteousness and justice and the foundation of his throne. And I believe that this is why he sent his own son to come and die for man. So that nobody can ever blame him and say, you know, that he subjected us men to the sufferings of this world. He's all up there in his throne. He doesn't know how it feels. He sent one of the three in the Godhead. And in fact, after sending um, Jesus, and Jesus did, and he died the very horrible death on our behalf, my behalf, and then rose, you know, went to heaven, he then sent the Holy Spirit. But Jesus came in the likeness of sinful man and for sin. He, he took on my sicknesses, my sin, everything. And this was even determined by the fam- before the foundation of the world. So it's, well, it says the lamb was slain from the foundation. So even before Adam and Eve came, it was already predetermined that the Lamb of God, Jesus, will come and he will be slain. In fact, the Bible says he was already slain. So he was already slain in the spiritual. It was just God now waiting for the nation and the people that will follow him to make sure that that could actually happen. So Isaiah 1.17 says, Learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless, and plead the widow's cause. So these were things that Jesus was, or the Lord was telling the children of Israel then. He said, learn to do good, Isaiah 1.17. 
seek justice, correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless, plead the widow's cause. These are things God is telling them to do on earth. He says, learn to do good. In other words, teach yourself, learn from others. And I really know about this because I'm still learning myself. And I think the events of the last few days has really taught me that I need to increase in my doing good because a lot of people are really, 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 really living below the poverty line. And I think those of us who are in a position to do something have to be able to begin to do more. We've seen a lot of community-led initiatives over the period of this um, protest and I think there's a lot that we can learn from how the young ones organize themselves and there's just a whole lot more that we can begin to do more to help those who really need help and this is what God was saying here so it says one learn to do good two seek justice and this is not necessarily justice for oneself it's justice for others as well it says correct oppression bring justice to the fatherless and plead the widow's cause so it's saying for those people who cannot help themselves those people that need people to 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 speak up for them please do it this was what god was saying to the children of israel in those days these are godly principles and why god is telling us to do it is because he knows that these are the things that keep the order in society we don't i'm using some some um, episodes back about righteousness exalts a nation and sin is a reproach to um, any people these are the things that bring about righteousness and order righteousness and justice in any society and the, the failure to do that then brings about disorder and, and brings about unrighteousness and injustice and that <coughs> that society excuse me will then be the kind of society that is described as saying sin is a reproach is a disgrace and is a reprimand and is a is a is, is almost like a curse unto that nation so isaiah 61 it says for i the lord love justice i hate robbery and wrong and i will faithfully give them their recompense honestly reading a lot of these things i if i hadn't given my life to christ i would have given it all over again because in a society where justice is not a given you know where robbery and robbery are wrong there is some of first of all people that steal so robbery robbery can be the form of even robbery um as in perverting justice is a form of robbery you know stealing um justice from someone he says and then so people who actually rob so steal things you know and then he says i hate robbery and wrong so sometimes it is robbery but sometimes it is wrong so god is it's not a bible says god is not the author of confusion any society that does not have law does not have order does not have peace and justice and law and order is not just to crack down it's about finding out what really happened who is right who is wrong having a process in place that enables people to to get what is rightfully theirs and also providing an order that allows equal opportunity for people and protects the vulnerable that is what isaiah 117 says so social justice, these are all godly principles. An environment that allows people who don't have work to have food to eat. An environment that allows people who, um, you know, when crimes are committed against people, there is a transparent process in place that enables justice to be served. These are godly principles. And if, for instance, my own personal musing is that, if I happen to be living in a country or a society where these godly principles are not applied, it is okay, that's fine. But then don't come and tell me right is wrong. That's where me and you we have problem. Don't come and tell me. You know, don't think that you can push out messages that will be telling me that black is white. 
So Proverbs 28 5 says, Evil men do not understand justice, but those who seek the Lord understand it completely. I, I, and again, why I'm musing on this, and I really pray that this musing will go as far as the Lord will have it go, and everybody that God knows needs to hear this will hear it. Because I, the events of the past few days, I really understand what Proverbs 28.5 is saying because I have seen that there's some people within our communities and our societies and even in our political leadership, especially in our political leadership, who do not understand justice. They do not understand the concept. They do not understand the principle behind it. They do not understand the long-term impacts of justice or a lack of it. Everything is politicized. Everything is them and us. Everything is about, you know, you're an enemy of the state or this. He says, but those who seek the Lord understand this completely. Yes, because we know the spiritual implications of a system or a society that thrives in injustice. Isaiah 56 1 says, keep justice and do righteousness. This is all scripture. This is God speaking. For so... For soon my salvation will come and my deliverance be revealed. Now, be re- let's remember that these are ancient texts we are reading. So in the days when there was no information, where there was no television, there was no radio, people were writing on scrolls, only a few people were educated. They were, they, they were still upholding principles of justice. What excuse do we have? There has ever, never been any human society or successful community that has thrived by not having tenets of justice that they are here adhere to. Isaiah 56 1 says, Okay, keep justice and do righteousness, for soon my salvation will come and my deliverance be revealed. So God was telling them here prophetically that in as much as his people were waiting for the salvation of the Lord to come, that day, while they were in that position of waiting, they should prepare themselves by keeping justice and doing righteousness. And God was saying this to people that even though whether they were in captivity, whatever context you find yourself, within your own sphere of influence, you should keep justice and do righteousness. And God, what I like about God is that he drives personal accountability. So God does not listen to that, oh, because the government of the day was doing this and doing that, and therefore I now, I had to also fall in line. He doesn't, he doesn't work that way. Which is why the three Hebrew children, even when they were taken into captivity, and they told them that they should eat food in the king's um, palace that was contrary to the, um, to the Hebrew or the um, Jewish, um, Jewish religion um, tenants for food, um, food that was unclean versus food that is clean. They begged the prince and said, um, the eunuch, the head of the prince's court, and said, look, don't, don't, don't worry, let us, give us our own special diet, let us follow it, and you will see that we will also be healthy the way you want. The same thing, when Daniel was asked, when Nebuchadnezzar said everybody should bow down to the, um, the idol, the, 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 the idol of gold, he refused to do it, and he wasn't even hiding as it, he opened his window well, so everybody could see that he was still praying to his God. And the same thing with the three Hebrew children. When they refused, um, sorry, it was the three Hebrew children that refused to bow to the idol of gold. Um, um, Daniel's own was that the, decree, the king had set a decree saying that nobody should ask any petition from anybody for so and so. They shouldn't pray. He didn't listen to them. If it's Christians of today, they will not pray. They won't pray. And you that you pray during that time, they will tell you that, ah, look at you. Anything that happens to you, take it. Didn't you hear when the government said we should not pray? Jesus said we should give unto Caesar what is Caesar's, give unto God what is God. Anybody, anyway, any any confusion 
because in the in the reign of the antichrist there will be and uh, in fact i pray that a, mod- a lot of our modern day christians we, we that we don't experience the reign of the antichrist because a lot of people will just do whatever the antichrist is that one i can just say they'll bow to the idol whatever he says they will do it because from what i have seen although i can also say that there are some people that will not do it i think i can say that as well because i've also seen people who hold on to their principles and hold on to their values so colossians 3 25 says for the wrongdoer will be paid back for the wrong he has done and there's no partiality we see this i see, i saw about three different scriptures like this in new testament there's no partiality with god and i think this is what sets aside a just society from an unjust one because an unjust society is always partial something is wrong until you know the sense of right or wrong depends on who is doing it everything is partial different rules the rules only exist for his, for 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 the ruled the rules do not exist for certain category of people and what betide you if you that you are in the other category you are trying to enforce the rule the rules on the people who it was actually not made for you know like animal farm all animals are equal but some are more equal than others those that's an unjust society and i i think what i'm sensing i'm still in this process of musing with the lord and i, I guess i've always known this but it's the events of the last five days have really shown how much the the inequality in our society as well as the injustice as well as the ah, the number of people who really really want us to remain the way we are and who will do anything to ensure that we remain a society where all animals are not equal you know what i'm saying so um proverbs 18 5 says it is not good to be partial to the wicked or to deprive the righteous of justice so again <laughs> In fact, uh, the book of Proverbs and Psalm, uh, they are really enough to really... They say that they are hymn books, but it's amazing because there's enough in it to really set up the laws of any state. So Proverbs, you know, because, yeah, it says it is not good to be partial to the wicked or to deprive the righteous of justice. And that is the kind of system that we have built in my home country. It is not good to be partial to the wicked, to deprive... Let me even that righteous. Where sometimes, like when I see righteous, I can also remove it and put innocent. So the righteous can be the righteous as per the child of God. But it's also talking about those who have not done because God uses the righteous as the opposite of the wicked. So in this case, it can be it can be the righteous of the innocent. So it says it's not good to be partial to the wicked or to deprive the righteous of justice. So people may say, okay, no, I wasn't partial to the wicked. Yes, but when you are depriving the righteous of justice or the innocent of justice, then but that all that means is that I am I, I, if I do that, that means that I have also been partial to the wicked. So my Micah six eight says, He has told you, O oh man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you? But to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. These are God Himself is a just God. These are things He requires of men. And He will not tell us to do something if it is not possible. Of course, even on earth we see that there are just societies. We see that there are societies that do not make different rules for different men. We, are, we see that there are societies that do not differentiate between the law and the order applied both to the rich and to the poor to the leaders and to the led there are societies like that on earth they are actually following god's standard whether or not they are calling or bearing the name of jesus or not 
Proverbs 21.3 says, To do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. And I think that should, you know, explain a lot of what we hear and what we see from several other people who believe that no matter what they do out there, so long as they take money and they just give it to God or they do a sacrifice of sorts, then it's fine. It says to do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than any form of sacrifice. That shows that these are fundamental things where God is concerned. So no matter what I do, if I do not follow after, seek or pursue righteousness and justice, particularly when in the situations that I am faced with in my everyday life, within my own sphere of influence and what I am able to do, there is no sacrifice that I bring before the Lord that will be acceptable before Him. Hosea 12.6 says, So you, by the help of your God, return, hold fast to love and justice, and wait continually for your God. Luke 11.14 says, and now we're closing, Woe to you, Pharisees, this was Jesus speaking, for you tithe mint and rue and every herb and neglect justice and the love of God. These you ought to have done without neglecting the others. So God was saying here, Jesus was saying here, that the Pharisees were very, very good at collecting money and, you know, tithing things. In fact, they were just good at the ordinances of things. Whereas the fundamental things, which is confirming what um, the prophet said in Hosea, prophet Hosea said, he said the fundamental things, you neglect justice and the love of God. So what he's telling them is that, he said, he said, I'm not saying that you should not have done those other things like the tithes and all of that. He said, but these you should have done without neglecting the others. So again, confirming what Hosea said that, um, Proverbs says that justice and righteousness is more acceptable to the Lord. It's more fundamental to the God, to God, the judge of all, than sacrifice. we should not neglect justice any christian that neglects justice well you are you are you are not serving the purpose of god if i neglect justice i'm not serving the purpose of god job 34 12 says of the truth god will not do wickedly and the almighty will not pervert justice well yeah thank you father isaiah 30 18 says he longs to be gracious he wants he waits on high to have compassion on you the lord is a god of justice how blessed are all those who long for him. So I just want to worship my father and I thank him that he's a God of justice. I want to thank him for his word that teaches us the difference between right and wrong, that teaches me and is helping me and guiding me at this time to be able to discern between what is good and evil, what I should, where my heart should follow, where my mind should follow, where my speech should follow, how my prayers should go, rather than you know, helps me to be able to discern between the voice of the enemy and the voice of God, the voice of righteousness and the word of righteousness, the voice of justice and the voice of injustice. And I thank you, Lord, because I also know that in my own sphere, in my own way, in my own time, I will not neglect justice. I will learn to do good. I will seek justice, work to correct oppression and bring justice to the fatherless and plead the widow's cause. I thank you, Lord, because you will use me as well to keep justice, to do righteousness, and that you will help us in our nation, Nigeria, to build a nation that is not partial to the wicked and does not deprive 
the righteous of justice or the innocent of justice. I pray that, Lord, you will cause your righteousness and your justice to come forth upon our nation and make it to be the foundation of the new Nigeria. All to your glory in Jesus' name. Amen.